You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. It is great to be here with you guys this evening, and um, what a, just a beautiful time of worship together. I was out for most of the the worship time, but near the end, just as Johnny was finishing up the communion time, and then just, just, uh, giving God space in this room to just worship him and allow, allow him to, um, just pour out his love on us, um, was, was such a beautiful moment. And I'm always so, so grateful, um, for his presence and for what he wants to do in and through our lives. And, uh, yeah, it's a sweet, sweet, sweet atmosphere when, when, when God shows up. Hey? Yeah. You guys with me? Not yet. You're still not with me. You're, st- you're still focused on the food. I know it. I did want to just congratulate Andy this evening. Most of you have probably heard, because he's pretty excited about what he accomplished yesterday, which is a huge accomplishment. He ran a 5K run yesterday. Right, Andy? He just said... I need to do this, and so he did it. And did you wear a Santa outfit? Unfortunately, yes. So way to go, Andy. That's awesome just to, to do that. That's a huge accomplishment. And uh, I love running myself so next year. Okay, you got to let me know, though, because you've all heard it. I'll show up. Okay. Yeah. Eh? I'll be an elf, yeah. You know, funny story, Johnny. Do you know, you know uh, the green giant and the little sprout? Like... Green, oh, green giant, like the, they're on a, on the, sweet, yeah, they're on like a can, yeah. Um, I had a really, really tall friend in high school. Uh, he was like six foot four and I'm not, right? We all know that. And, uh, so for one Halloween, he dressed up as the green giant and I grew, I dressed up as the little sprout. And we won, like, something really awesome. Cause we were, some sweet corn. <laughs> Your supply of sweet corn. Yeah. Right on. Well, tonight, um, I want to share with you guys some stuff, and um, if we were to title this message, it would be setting yourself up for the impossible to happen through your life. Setting yourself up for the impossible to happen through your life. And uh, we're going to explore this idea that nothing is impossible for God. Sometimes I like to say it this way, everything is possible with God. It's kind of saying the same thing, but I just like that spin, that everything is possible with God. And and I'm not sure what goes on in, in your minds, what goes on in your heart when I say this, but it, it awakens something in me. When I, when I say that word, everything is possible with God, or maybe not that word, but a phrase, everything is possible with God. It awakens, it awakens something in me. This morning, Tyler shared a message about just the, just returning to our, like, being childlike with our faith. And I think as adults, we read that and go, yeah, but, but, and a few more buts. But with children, it's just, it's just pure. It's just, yeah, reading the word just as it, as it's written in the pages. Everything is possible with God. 
This, this phrase encourages me. It, it's like it instills courage into my heart when I read it. It encourages me. It encourages me because it reminds me in a split second, in just a snap of the fingers, how, how amazing and who God is. That He is able to make the impossible possible in your life. He's able to do that. He's able to make the possible or the impossible possible. There's, there's been times in my life where I've thought differently. Maybe I could, there could be others in this room that would maybe raise their hands and say, yeah, yeah, there's been times where I've thought differently. You know, there's, uh, different circumstances that happen to all of us. And maybe we're saying, you know, due to my current life situation, this isn't, this isn't possible. And yet God's word doesn't lie to us. And so our situation and our circumstances might seem to imply that this is impossible. But God's word says everything is possible. And, and God's truth outweighs our circumstance. God's truth outweighs the, the situation that we are facing. And, and that is hard to believe sometimes. But that is the truth of God's word, and he doesn't lie to us. And so that gives me, that gives me courage. That encourages me just to keep, to keep going. No matter what's going on in my life, it's not an impossible situation for him to work through. And that's a reality for me, and that's a reality for all of us. He's the one that, that longs to step into our reality and turn it around for good. That's the promise that he offers to all of us. That he wants to step into our reality. He wants to step into our circumstances. He wants to step into our situations. And he wants to turn it around for good. That's his love for us. That everything is possible with God. That he turns impossible situations around and makes them possible. And I'm thankful for that this evening. That's, in my opinion, really amazing news. Right? Tonight as we um, enter into the Christmas season that I know some people don't care for. Just kidding. Um, we're going to look at an individual that witnessed firsthand that nothing is impossible with God. And uh, this this person is Mary. And so we're going to be reading out of uh, Luke 1. And in a moment, it's uh, Luke 1, 26 to 38. But we're not going to go there yet. You know, Mary was um, an ordinary person that did extraordinary things. Or I should say that God did an extraordinary thing through. Right? Yeah. She gave birth to Jesus. And um, that was a pretty significant uh, part in the overall plan of humanity. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty significant part. She's, she's a person that I believe to kind of set the, set the stage here that 
that she is a great example to us. She's a great example to us. She's a person, I believe, that deserves to be honored. She deserves for us to recognize that she did a pretty amazing thing. And yet, it's also important that we recognize tonight that she should not be worshipped. She deserves our honor. She deserves to, to be looked at as an example. But only Jesus deserves our worship. Jesus deserves our worship. Mary brought Jesus into this world, right? But she is never to take the place of Jesus in our lives. Jesus is the one that saves. Jesus, he is the one that, that made it possible, made possible the way of everlasting life. Right? So, so Mary played a role in that. She played a pretty significant role in that. She gave of herself, but it's Jesus that gave it all. He gave 100%. So I believe deep down, just kind of changing notes a little bit, I believe that deep down inside of every person there's this longing to make their life count. I don't think that any of us wake up in the morning and say, I, I don't want my life to count. I think if we were to go back many, many years for some and a few for others, if we thought about our lives, we would say, I want to make my life count. I want to make a difference in this world. I believe that we not only want to make our lives count, but we want to do great things. I believe we want to do great things. And I believe God wants to see us do great things. I really believe that. He wants us to do amazing things in this, in our kind of allotted time on earth. He wants us to do great things. But I also believe that it's not so that we can make a name for ourselves, but so that we can make a name for Him. We want to make Him famous. We want to make Him known. And He wants to do that in and through our lives. So He wants us to do great things. He wants our lives to count. He wants us to live fulfilled lives. But He wants that to happen through His Son, Jesus. So no matter where you're at tonight, whether you, you're simply exploring the Christian faith or you've put your hope and trust in Jesus daily, God has something to deposit into our hearts tonight, I believe. The slogan at this church here is, a, there's a place for everyone at the table. Place for everyone at the table. And this, this evening is another great example of just witnessing that. We all are here from different walks of life. And yet, when we come in this place, there's just one focus. And that's to just worship Christ. To come and just glorify His name. To come and just do life together. To come and, and say, there's, there's no one better here than than the other person. We're just all at the foot of the cross in this room and just giving God glory and just thanking Him for who He is. And uh, that's what I love about a place for everyone at the table. We're just sitting around. We're, we're fellowshipping together. We're having, uh, you know, some small little snacks together because we're just all 
one in Christ, and we are just, I'm just thankful for that we have this opportunity. And, and anybody that wants to come to Center Church, be a part of this, is always welcome to be here. And so there's a place for everyone at the table. And that's why I believe whether you are been following Jesus for years or, or you're just exploring your faith, it's God wants to deposit something into your heart. Whether it's through the, the worship time, through the songs, or through the, the food, or just through connection, or through maybe what I might say, it's like God wants to meet with us. And, uh, and I'm always so thankful for that. You know, along with that slogan is, we want everyone to belong. We want everyone to belong. And uh, we're not worried necessarily about your behavior, because we know that that God wants us to belong first and foremost. And then God is able to unpackage what he needs to unpackage in our lives. He just wants us to show up. And that's the beauty of the cross. It doesn't tell us to come all neat and tidy. He says, come just as you are. And and that's our heart here, is come as you are because you belong here. And uh, And then God does the rest. And I love that. That's my story. That's many of your stories tonight. You know, tonight is not about forcing anything upon anybody, but about simply sharing with you. And, um, you know, God will not force himself on you, but the truth is that God has a plan and a purpose for us all, and he wants you to be a part of his story. You know, so often we, we, we just try to write our own story. And I, I've discovered over and over and over because salvation is not something that happens once and then you're in and everything's good. It's this, this ongoing process of just journeying with God. And I have discovered over and over and over when I try to write my own story, it gets a little bit messy. But when I slide into God's story, it's amazing how things begin to fall into place. It doesn't always mean it's easy. It doesn't always mean it's neat and tidy. But it definitely means that um, that I know that things are going to work out for his glory and for his purpose. And, uh, and he wants awesome things in our lives. So Luke 1, 26 to 38. I will read it to you. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at this word, at at his words, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Powerful statement right there. You could just go all over the place with that. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One 
to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Let's just pray for a second. Lord, I know your presence is always is, is with us. And so, Lord, I just ask that even as we've read your word, that our hearts would be open to and would continue to be open to what you want to say. You've already been working in our, in our hearts even before I got up this evening. But I ask that you would just accomplish what you want to accomplish this evening. That your word would not return, uh, would, would be, would, would set out to accomplish what it's, is to accomplish. And so Father, I thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So, here's a few things about Mary um, that she did in God's story. The first thing she did was that she made herself available. She made herself available. Um, it's easy to read that account and to, to just think that Mary was just hanging around with nothing to do. Right? She was just sort of just chilling, just taking it easy. And then all of a sudden, an angel appeared her, appeared to her. Now, yes, an angel just suddenly appeared, but Mary was, was going about life. Um, I won't go into all the details, but Mary is about to get married to Joseph. And in this time in history, marriage looked different than it does today. It's just not, it's not the same. Today in our, in our culture, essentially, a boy pursues a girl. The girl decides that she likes the boy. They decide to be more than friends. Then he says, we, will you marry me? She hopefully says yes, right? They, they plan a date. They prepare for it together. They say, I do. They go on a honeymoon and they live happily ever after. Isn't that essentially how it works? Right? That's what you're told? Yeah. That's kind of how it works. But when Jesus was conceived, um, was conceived and born, things were done differently. And I'm not going to go into it because we don't have a lot of time. But without, like I said, without going into it, Mary was preparing for this big day. She was preparing for her big day. She would have been making a dress. Um, she would have been preparing herself. And she would have just been getting ready for when Joseph came to get her. Okay, so you just have to trust me on that. That's essentially what happened. Okay? Clear? Good? Yeah. So she had things going on in her life. She wasn't just sitting there twiddling her thumbs... But she was active. She was doing things. She was busy and focused on her future. And yet when the angel Gabriel appears, she stops 
and makes herself available for whatever God wanted to do in and through her life. She willingly accepted his plan. Right? That's what she did. She put her own story aside and engaged with God's story. She put her own story aside and engaged with God's plan. She put her own story aside and she engaged with God's purposes for her life. That's what she did. She was, she was going in one direction. She was doing a whole bunch of different things, preparing for her future, excited about this big day. Right? And then all of a sudden, God steps in and she makes herself available. Mary's story makes it so clear that God engages us, right? He first loved us and we respond to that love. We don't have to respond to that love, but we can choose to respond to his love. So she responds to his love. She responds to the plan that he had for her. She engages into God's story. Setting yourself up for God to do the impossible through you is simply saying, God, we are available. You know, we overcomplicate it all the time. And I'm not saying that life is always simple. I, I live in your world as well. But there's a, there's a real beauty and a simplicity to just saying, God, I'm available for what you want to do and then responding to that. Someone once said to me, um, your availability gives God the opportunity to work a miracle in and through you. Your availability gives God the opportunity to work a miracle through you. And so if we want to set ourselves up for the impossible to happen through your lives, I believe it requires for us to be available, to be open to what he wants to do in and through our lives, to be ready for what it might be that he's calling us to. Mary's availability positioned her to be a part of one of the greatest stories known to men. Right? I mean, this is a story that is known all over the world. And and she got to be a part of that because she made herself available. The same God that worked a miracle through Mary is the same God today that wants to work miracles in and through you. And you know, we we heard from Tyler last week about signs and wonders and how those were, those were just a, a normal, a normal, um, reality in the early church. After P- Peter preached that first message and the Holy Spirit was all over it and 3,000 came to Christ and the church just grew incredibly and they began to step out in, with courage and with the power of the Holy Spirit. They made themselves available for, for God to work in and through them. And all of a sudden, things began to happen. Things began to take place. Wonders started taking place that were just absolutely captivating and, and just drew people to the glory and the power and the, the mightiness of God. And, you know, I'd like to say that I operate and just make myself available all the time. But sometimes I don't have the courage. Even just the other day, I was uh, just around this area, and uh, there was a lady that I wasn't a part of the conversation, but I just overheard and saw what was going on. And she was really sick. And uh, 
and she 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 pulled up her shirt just a little bit to because we're podcasting. Um, she showed her stomach, and her stomach was really really red. There was like a really bad rash, and she just was really feeling very very ill. And I thought, you know what? When I feel ill. That normally, that redness, those sorts of things in my stomach area don't happen. I feel ill, but this seems like it's more than just being ill. Right? If there's redness and there's, there's swelling and things like that, that's more than just the stomach flu. That's something else. And in that moment, I thought, I need to step out and pray for her. And that opportunity was given, and I didn't. And and I don't beat myself up over that, but I think, oh, I could have just, that was my moment. That was that, that little moment that God was saying, are you available just to do this? Because I want to meet, I want this, this lady to, to experience the power that, the power of God, you know, signs and wonders working through your life. And, um, and I didn't, um, and I was thinking that wasn't the appropriate setting and maybe there could have been a few of us elsewhere. But the bottom line is, is that God wants to use us in signs and wonders and these are areas where we can just begin to step out. And Tyler talked about, yeah, you know, if we don't begin to just step out and start praying for people or just uh, helping them in certain situations, then we may not, be, we may not experience sign, signs and wonders, but we will if we start stepping out and just trusting God and and uh, and making ourselves available. So God wants us to be available so that when he calls upon us to do something, which could happen once a week or twice a day or once a month, right? Who knows? It's just about making yourself available. You never know when God's going to say, hey, this is your moment. This is what I'm calling you to do. This is where I want you to step out. It's time to do this. Let me give you courage to do this. And so Mary made herself available. The second thing that Mary did was she trusted God. In verse 34 it says, How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Or my words, I say, she's basically saying, what's the plan? What's the plan here? Um, because that's a very good question she asked. Right? It is. It's... Just a very good question. The angel Gabriel just finished telling her that that she was going to give birth to a son and that it was going to happen uh, not the normal way. Right? Not the normal way. And instead of freaking out and telling Gabriel that he was crazy, she basically tells him or says, tell me more. Right? That's what she's saying. She's saying, what's the plan? Tell me more. I'm interested. And Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And then he says, for nothing is impossible for God. And at that point, it would be easy to think Mary must have been extra special. Right? I know when I read that story, sometimes I think, yes, it was this, it was a divine moment that God was doing. And yet, the reality is that it could have been any one of us. Now, obviously, in this particular case, you'd need to be female, but it could have been any one of us. 
you know, he says, you who are highly favored, right? That was one thing he said. Mary must have been extra special because, yeah, she was highly favored and it was a sovereign act of God, but it could have been any one of us. You know, what I've discovered about God and his word tells us that he does not show favoritism. And um, and yet at the same time, we we read more in the scriptures that it says in 2 Corinthians to make every effort to please him. And in Ephesians, it says to live a life worthy of your calling. And so God doesn't, God doesn't have favorites, but he does pour out his favor on those that honestly in their hearts trust him. And I think that's really important for us to hear. What God did in Mary's life was his divine will and purpose. And he doesn't have to repeat that again, but he does want to do other amazing things today through our lives. He doesn't have favorite favorites, but he does pour out his favor on those that diligently seek him, on those that say, God, I'm going to trust you in this, on those that say, God, I don't, I don't know the whole story I don't know the beginning and I don't know the end, but I'm going to trust you in this and I'm going to go with you in it and uh, and let's see what happens. My prayer for us is that that we would live our lives in such a way that we would catch his attention. You know, I believe, you know, there's not a lot written about Mary prior to this this moment, but I believe she lived in a way that caught his attention. And I, I think even as God stepped into that, into that moment in her life through the angel Gabriel, it's like he obviously knew that, that she was going to be one that would say, yes, God, I'm available. I'll trust you. This absolutely makes zero sense, but I'm going to go for it anyways. I believe he knew that. And I believe Mary lived a way that was I believe it was a way that Mary was able to catch uh, the attention of God. So the third thing Mary understood was that it wasn't about her. It wasn't about her. My, I think my favorite verse in that passage of Scripture is this. I am your servant. May it be to me as you have said. Powerful, powerful phrase. Again, not just, just this, this willingness to just say yes to God. This willingness to just say, I'm available. This willingness of just saying, I trust you. This willingness to say, things are messy, but I don't, I'm okay with that. Just this willingness to say, I'm your servant. May it be done as you have said. You know, at the time, Nazareth was, would have been a small, a small town where everyone probably knew each other. And if Mary showed any signs of being pregnant before the actual marriage ceremony, she ran the risk of absolute shame, total misunderstanding, complete separation, Joseph leaving her, and possibly stoning. Like it was not this, ah, sure, that's cool, I'm pregnant, perfect. Like it was, it was, it was a significant, serious, crazy event that was taking place. And she was willing just to lay it all down 
and just say yes to God. Despite everything that happened, she, she understood that something great was taking place and her response to God was, God, have your way in my life. You know, I know for me there's been moments where I've just willingly, yeah, God, have your way. And I know there's been moments where I've been like, yeah, God, let me just think about this a bit longer. Maybe some of you have been there. Maybe you've had a few moments of, yeah, God, just whatever. Or, yeah, God, let me think about this. I'm not so sure about this one. But she just wanted to be a part of what God was doing. And um, I want to be the center of your will and your purpose. That's that's my my prayer, is that is is I want to be a part of his will and his purpose. And I want all of us to also experience that. She even said after the uh, this angelic encounter and before the birth of Jesus, she said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will be blessed. See, we know the outcome of the story. We we know what took place. We know the beginning, so to speak, and, and the end, so to speak. But Mary wouldn't have known. She wouldn't have known how things were going to pan out. And yet she was willing to lay her her uh, her plans down, her future, her reputation, her goals, her dreams, her life for what God had for her. I mean, when you think about that, that's pretty amazing. When you're willing to lay everything completely down. She, she completely, 100%, all or nothing, denied herself. Completely, 100%. Jesus said in the Gospels, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. Again, you know, we, we read through that scripture sometimes and it's like, yeah, God, no problem. I'm all in. I'm going to go for it, 100%. All or nothing, right? And yet, when you think of those words and you think about what you may be doing tomorrow or this week, would you lay it down? Would you lay your life down fresh tomorrow morning for what God has for you? Would you lay down fresh next week what God has for you? Would you deny yourself when you're put into a situation where it would be easy to say one thing, but God's calling you to say something else? When you begin to put it into those realities, this scripture may not be as easy to fulfill. And I know for me, I haven't been able to fill this, fulfill this scripture without the Holy Spirit working in and through my life. As I said at the beginning, many today are wanting to, to make their life count, do great things. And Jesus says, come to me, deny yourself, and let me do great things through you that I have planned for you from the beginning. Don't try to save your life, lose it in me, and you will experience the wholeness and fullness of life you have been searching for. At the beginning of Mary's day, just over 2,000 years ago, she had no idea what was going to happen. 
And we living this side of that story know that God longs to do through our lives so that our lives will make a difference. And he wants to flow through our lives. He wants us to do great things so that he will be glorified. David, do you mind just uh, going up to the guitar? and We're going to close here. God wants to work out and he wants to make impossible situations possible. And and his plan and his purpose for us is to do amazing things through him to give him glory. And he wants to step into your life and work things out. That's his heart. That's his desire. One of the the biggest things, I believe, though, is that he wants us all to come to that place of just surrendering our lives to him. And I believe Mary made herself available. She trusted him. She she recognized that it wasn't about her. She surrendered herself completely to him and just said, God, have your way in my life. And I don't know where some of you are at this evening. Some of you, as I said from the beginning, that maybe you are following Christ with your life or maybe you're you're not following Christ with your life you know it's 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 such a simple thing to happen you know sometimes in churches we we say if you just repeat after me this special prayer and everything will be okay i believe that it is about just coming to a place where you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth. And uh, we're not going to do, you know, a, a prayer at this point. But, uh, but it's very, very simple. It's just a matter of just saying, God, I know that I can't do this on my own. I need you to be a part of my life. And, uh, and just like that, he enters in and uh, begins to bring clarity. He begins to bring what we all need, and that's his love. And so tonight, just I want you to know that because that's the most important thing I think any of us could ever hear is that Christ came into this world so that we would have wholeness and fullness of life. And maybe you're here tonight and you're like, yeah, I've been serving Lord for many years, and uh, but I don't know if I always make myself available. I don't know if I always make myself uh, ready for what God has. Sometimes I trust Him, sometimes I don't. And sometimes I think my life is a little bit more about me than it is about Him. And I just want to pray with you as well. And so that's how we're going to end. I'm just going to take some time to pray. And wherever you're at tonight that you would just declare in your heart what may need to change, what may need to be surrendered to Him, what may need to be just um, handed over to Him. So Lord, with our eyes closed, we, we just come to the foot of the cross this morning. It's level at the cross. And it's the place that you call us to come. And Lord, there's 
again, many of us in this room that come from all sorts of different backgrounds, from different walks of life. But God, we all recognize tonight that we need you. And so Lord, if we've never come to that place of confessing you as Lord and Savior of our lives, Lord, I pray that that there would be some tonight that would say, yeah, God, would you be a part of my life? I can't do this on my own. I've made mistakes. I, I, I've sinned. I've done things that doesn't bring glory to your name. But I thank you that, that you say that I belong and that I can be a part of the family of God. And Lord, I thank you that, that even in this moment for those that are maybe saying that, God, that, that, that you're, that you're doing a work in their heart. And that this, this journey of salvation is, is not just this one-time decision, even though it, it is this decision that we make once, but it's it's something that we continue to make daily. And Lord, if we're here tonight and, and there's just where we're maybe haven't made ourselves available to you, we haven't been trusting you, God. We've we've kind of put ourselves before you, God. I just pray, Father, that you would just flood our hearts with your love and your peace this evening. God, that you would just remind us afresh this evening where you desire to be in our lives and that we would just surrender and lay at the foot of the cross those things that have gotten in the way of the things that you want us to be doing. I pray that you would give us courage to step out and to do the things that you've called us to do, to to step into impossible situations and make them possible. God, not because we have this ability in and of ourselves, but because you, Holy Spirit, dwell within us and you're able to accomplish so many amazing things in and through our lives and we just thank you for that and so God we just praise you this evening we thank you that that we have hope in you and we thank you that you love us this evening and so Lord as we sing even this last song God just to reflect on this evening and maybe what we've decided in our hearts would you just be glorified through our through our worship to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.